Welcome. You are listening to the Cover to Cover podcast, lively conversations with cutting edge authors, hosted by Mary Elizabeth Jackson. Mary is an author, advocate, and educator. Join us to find your new favorite author, book, or inspiration. And now, here's Mary. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Cover to Cover, the podcast you never want to miss. I'm Mary Elizabeth Jackson. Um, Are you a business or company that has or has really, that is presently or has struggled in the past with hiring and keeping good talent? Boy, that's a very hot topic today. Then you're going to love today's show. My guest is Carol Schultz, and she is an expert in this field. Schultz and her team have helped hundreds of companies. Yes, lots of companies, which is fantastic. From uh, as early on as seed stage, pre-initial public offerings to publicity, publicly traded companies. Those are tricky words to say. Transform their organizations and create sustainable talent-centric cultures. We're going to be talking about that today. The, uh, so that they run at maximum efficiency, which is every owner's desire. She is the host of a popular podcast called Authentically Successful. You got to check her out. And the book we're discussing is Powered by the People, How Talent-Centric Organizations Master Recruit, Retention, and Revenue, and How to Build One. And you can find it on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. Welcome to Cover to Cover, Carol. Thanks, Mary Elizabeth. Glad to be here. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. So you've been doing this for a long time long time, and you've seen so much. So I am going to go ahead and jump in and assume that's what inspired you to write this book because it was on your heart, right? Well, that's exactly right. In fact, it's, you know, it's funny. I had a a colleague of mine, I think this was probably in 2004, maybe 2005, called me up one day. He goes, I'm reading this book. And he gave me the name of it. I couldn't, you know, almost 20 years later, couldn't possibly remember what it was, but, um, he said, you could have written this book. You know more than this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and, and, and it was, it was quite a long time before I finally got my act together. And, you know, I, I'd say committed to the process. There's a big difference between wanting to do something and committing to it. So. Yeah, absolutely. What do you hope? And I know I need to ask this later, but what do you hope people will get out of your book? Well, my, my, my hope, and I always say hope is not an effective strategy. Um, but how about your desire? Yeah. What I want people to get out of this book, Mary Elizabeth, is that the way they've been doing things for years, decades, whatever that is, is not a way that works. And the internet, although it's brought wonderful, wonderful things to us has exacerbated this problem. So the issue is that everyone thinks they have a recruiting problem. That's actually not the case. Recruiting is a symptom of a problem. Mm. And it's a symptom of a problem that a company is not fully aligned. And as you said, we can talk about that in more detail a little bit later, because when I, you had asked me to read a section of the book, when we get to that, That'll be a, that'll be actually probably a really good jumping off point for, for why this is. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. And you know, that's, that's, you made such an interesting point there mm-hmm. because people do think it's the problem and you're talking about mm-hmm. it being a symptom. So we want to enlighten folks today with the information that you have. Um, you know, there are lots of leadership 
and coaching coaches helping teams with development. Uh, there are consultants out there helping. Why right. is what you're suggesting better? Because uh, as far as I know, there may be, you know, you always want to look at who your competitors are and there, there may be somebody out there who's doing this, but I don't know of them. I, I looked and looked and looked and looked and was not able to find it. What the epiphany that I had back in 2008 was that recruiting is broken. Why is that? And what's the solution to the problem, right? Mm-hmm. You know, on my own podcast, generally the first question I ask founders and CEOs who I primarily interview is what's the problem you're solving, mm. right? You cannot have a company that really effectively works unless you're solving a problem that somebody needs to have solved, right? right? It's not about a want or desire. They actually need it. And as I started doing research, I discovered really, everybody thinks recruiting is the problem. Okay. I discovered it and I was interviewing just so many executives because I'd been in the business of executive search or as I refer to myself as a professional headhunter, right? Mm -hmm. Um, For about 16 years at that point. I'm now in, in year 31. And everyone I talked to when I would ask them about their problems and why they thought they were having problems led me back to an executive alignment issue. Okay. Because they just kept spinning the wheels on recruiting and placing, you know, replacing people and having people leave. And, 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 you know, there's a story in the book where I was talking to a buddy of mine, this was in 2009, who was a high level executive at a very well-known tech firm who I don't mention for obvious reasons. Uh, and, and we were talking about field sales, his field sales organization. And I said, how do you know what you're looking for? He goes, well, we know what we want to be successful selling their products. And I said to him, and I quote, how do you know that person wants to come work for you? I mean, I don't know how many seconds went by in silence, many. And he finally said, you know, I don't know. That's a really good question. <laughs> and that's what started to lead me to really realize this is, this is the problem. It's not recruiting. It's the talent strategy. Companies mm. don't have a talent strategy, or if they do, it's not based on the company's vision and the business strategy and their mission. It's not really based on any of that. And that's what your talent strategy needs to go back to. So what? until until the company's until the executive team is aligned, we can't we can't even put any of this structure in place and have it be effective. Right. I, and I was gonna that's what I was gonna say. So we're bringing it back back that's around the difference. I'm, yeah, and I wrote that down. Um executive alignment. Uh right. you know, that's that's your key kind of issue there. Uh, mm-hmm. and when you have too many uh, chiefs and not enough Indians, that it really does make uh, a big difference. Um Yeah. And- really, so there's there's lots of consultants out there saying, Hi, we're gonna do alignment and coaching at your executive level, but that doesn't fix the talent strategy problem. They don't know about talent strategy, right? Right. And then there's a lot of people out there saying, hey, we're going to come, you know, we're an RPO and we'll come put recruiters in or, you know, we'll do this. And I've known people who've done corporate training um, for recruiting, but those things cannot be done 
they're not mutually exclusive. They have to walk hand in hand. And that's what I've not been able to find out that anybody else is doing. And it's a process and companies have to be committed to it. Otherwise, you're just going to still be in in this cycle. Yeah. And the cycle is really bad right now because I I mean, I I know the company my husband's with. I mean, you've got drivers in the middle of deliveries just walking off, leaving a truck out in the middle of nowhere or wherever they left it. And and we're all kind of going, what is happening with people? Um, So we uh, are going to talk about how you came up with the process of TCOs. Tell everybody what that is, because that's That's a very important part. Right. That stands for talent centric organizations. I'm sorry, Nadia, I didn't catch the second half of your question. Oh yeah. And what does it mean exactly? Like, well, what it means is, as we've already started talking about, it means that you've got an aligned executive team aligned in their vision, aligned in their business strategy, aligned in how they communicate throughout the organization and starting to, so, so that they can now disseminate that through the entire organization. And then they have a talent strategy that's aligned to that. So it's really just that simple. Right. So you're kind of breaking down the barriers, breaking down the walls, old school train Mm -hmm. of thought forever and ever and ever. And you tackle some controversial topics in your book. I do. Um, And you, (laughs) one of the things you say is talent should never report to HR. Why Mm -hmm. not? Well, (laughs) a lot of reasons, but, but the simple, the simplest way to answer that is that human resources is about governance, rules and regulations, laws, things like that. And talent, professional recruiting, talent strategy is about sales. Would you have your sales organization reporting to HR? No. In a million years. So why would you have, you know, I I don't refer to the talent department as being the most important because I don't believe there is a most important function in a company, but it is the engine that drives the company, Mm. right? Without the right people in the right chairs, this is not just, you know, this is not just about putting asses in seats, <laughs> right? Right. So without putting the right people into the right places based on culture, based on strategy, based on vision, based on how they communicate and so on and so forth, it's not going to, fun- it's not going to function properly. And I had an article last month in Fast Company that goes into this in more detail. Okay, so you have to check it out. And uh, we are talking to Carol Schultz today about her new book. You can find it on Amazon, anywhere books are sold. And uh, it's called uh, Powered by the People, How Talent-Centric Organizations Master Recruitment, Retention, and Revenue, and How to Build One. So if you're a business owner out there, you want to go into business, you've been in business, you're, you know then you need to get this book and you need to uh, connect with Carol and, and get some advice from her because she's, you know, out there trailblazing through this, trying to make companies and corporations better, more sustainable and keeping their people because everyone's having a hard time. I mean, how many times right now, Carol, do we go to a restaurant? It's taking longer to get food. They yep. don't have as many people. Everybody's got hiring signs outside. And it was like, where are mm-hmm. the people? Where are the yeah. people? How, how are they that- sustaining? Yeah, that's a $64,000 question. It mystifies me how nobody can find people. I don't know if there's just too many restaurants or too many of this or too many of that to find people or if people are just like, I am done with this. I'm done being treated like crap, whatever that might be, right? Right. And everybody is trying to, you know, everybody's using all these buzzwords. We wrote an article about this recently as well about, you know, the buzzwords, quiet quitting, quiet firing. These are just new terms. They're not new problems. Right. These are problems 
that they've given a new name to and problems that have been going on, I'm sure, since before I started in the business in 1992. Okay. Yeah. This is these none of these are new and everybody's trying to make it like it is new and it's not. And people need to realize that. And, you know, this whole process of building talent centricity is it's disruptive because people, you know, companies, executives, one, don't understand the importance of why this needs to be this way, which is why I'm out here on a, on the war path, so to speak. Yeah, yeah you are. It's okay. Um, to educate people about the importance of this, because like I said, you can hire the best recruiter in the world. Um, if you have issues internally from, like I said, from an alignment strategy, you know, culture, so on standpoint, people aren't going to stick. So it's not a recruiting problem. It's never, a. I hate that, you know, I, I say this gently. It's really never a recruiting problem. Yeah, yes, because- it is, but it's mostly never a recruiting problem. Right. And some of the things you're, you are, you say you write about are controversial. And I know yeah. that you're not concerned about it. And that's okay because mm-hmm. you're trying to fix a problem. It's a, oh, well, <laughs> not that's a right. problem, many problems. Yeah. So, you know, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. You know, I was going to say, I, I just, um, uh, got word back from, uh, my PR team about an article that I just wrote about, about partly more into this, you know, why the, the problem with HR and why talent should has no business reporting there and why, you know, you should have a chief talent officer and that person should be reporting directly to the CEO. And, you know, they, the, it, it's going into an, this one's going into an HR magazine. And, you know, the person, the person, the editor who wrote us back said, we're really excited to publish this because of how controversial it is. Sure. I can and, see that. Yes. And that delights me when I see that. It means that there's some traction starting to build up on this, but it's, it's, you know, it just will continue to take time. Right. And, Absolutely. You know, the more I can get out there and be on, be on shows that people are listening to and, you know, have speaking engagements, the more people will start to really get why this makes sense. It's not about taking control away from HR. It's about keeping them responsible for the things that they're good at, not for the things that they're not good at. You know, 90, probably 98%. I've, you know, this is not a hard and fast number. It's just been based on my own, you know, my own research that I've done, right? So it's not particularly scientific, but I've looked up, you know, those heads of HR, whatever that title may be, um, you know, 98% of them have never recruited. They've never had any experience. And the few that have, have had very minimal experience in search. Interesting. Interesting. And and why would that person then be responsible? It just doesn't make sense. Now I got to make a new path for things to work better. Right. Right. And it's, you know, it's, it's, you can, you can parallel this to, uh, society right now and how, uh, now mental health, uh, and wellness and self-care mm-hmm. is talked about so much, right? That's right. Well, it's been around forever, but now the world is, the words are no longer taboo and it's right. actually very, you know, where forever it should have been like, do this for yourself. Now it's more like people are like, do it for yourself. And there are people out there yelling and screaming about it, trying to get people to do it. And there are people jumping on board going, yeah, we need to do this. You know, uh, it makes the world a better place. Everybody could use it. Um, so what motivates you when it comes to your clients? Well, it boils down to what drives me as a, as a human being. You know, we can't, we can't completely separate who we are as personal human beings from who we are in business. A lot of people think they can. But uh, somebody very brilliant said to me at one point, um, 
you don't have personal problems. You have personal problems that show up in your business. <laughs> you don't have business problems. Excuse me. You have personal problems that show up in your business. Right. So what, what drives me and what has driven me for probably I mean, a long time, almost my entire career is the opportunity to make a difference. Mm, and that's what it takes. It takes somebody mm-hmm. who is willing to do that, wants to do it, has a passion for it and is not worried about pushback. Mm-hmm. So if you're worried about pushback, then you're not in the right business for trying to make a change in the world. Um, so Carol is going to uh, read a little bit for us for just a, a moment to give you an insight into her book so you can buy it. You also need to share this podcast out, <laughs> share it with others and uh, friends in the business, um, somebody who's needing help uh, in their business, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to read you the first, uh, the first section, which is about two pages, as you requested, of chapter one, which is called Everyone Off the Bus. Up ahead is the proverbial road to business success. It's a narrow road flanked by a constantly changing landscape. There are potholes, steep drop-offs at the edge, and sharp turns that hide what's coming next. Luckily, you're on a bus. It's a big bus with everyone on your team seated exactly where they should be, gazing out the windows. The driver seems to be doing a great job. You haven't veered into the opposite lane much. No one has fallen out and everyone is traveling to the same destination on that bus. This is how you get down to the road. This is how you get down the road to success, right? You get the right people on the business bus heading in the same direction. No matter what pops up on the road ahead, you have a bus full of people ready to meet the challenge because they're in the right seat and you are certainly the right driver. If that's working for you, you must be on the Who's Magic Bus, because this doesn't happen in the real world. A group of passive bus passengers isn't going to contribute much to productive culture. They're just along for the ride. Consider that that bus passengers don't have a map out, suggesting a better route. They're not poning up information on whether you should slow down or speed up. They don't even have to be in agreement with each other. They just get taken someplace by the driver, the only one who's really paying attention to where everyone is going. The only things aligned on the bus are the tires. As the driver, you're not too keen on this arrangement either because you're under a ton of pressure to make the right decisions. Get everyone lost and you'll hear lots of opinions from the passengers after the fact. Ask for feedback while driving and you'll end up driving off the road under the deluge of suggestions that come from who knows what kind of agenda. After all, every passenger on the bus probably has their own way to get where everyone is supposed to be going. Jim Collins popularized the ubiquitous bus model in his book, Good to Great. While I like a lot of what Collins has to say, this comparison was a swing and a miss. For 30 years, I've seen it lead to confusion, confrontation, and disagreement. So what's a better way to analogize a business, its team, and you, the fearless leader? What if you considered your business a sweep rowing team? In sweep rowing, each person has one oar. That means they have to be paired with on the opposite side with someone who also has an oar. Rowing has to be synced together to get anywhere. No one gets to be passive. If you've got your five-member executive team sweep rowing and one person isn't coordinating with the rest, decides they don't want to row for a bit, or has their oar tilted just a little bit differently, the boat will go off course. You'll no longer be pointed in the direction you all want to go. You either have an aligned rowing team or a wandering boat at the mercy of the current. Bus or boat, passive or active, skewed individuals or an aligned team. You can build a well-oiled organization that is wildly profitable, completely positive, and a magnet for talent. 
At Vertical Elevation, we call this a talent-centric organization or TCO. If you're not a TCO, what are you? Your organization can be centered on a lot of different things, but talent is the one that matters. Anything else, and you'll deal with constant recruitment issues, product failure, talent loss, and everything that comes with building an ineffective team. Nice. I like that. That was really good. That was a good insight into your book and your yeah. thoughts about uh, everything is a great analogy. Uh, yeah. So we are talking to Carol Schultz today, uh, Powered by the People, How Talent-Centric Organizations Master Recruitment, Retention, and Revenue, and How to Build One. Carol, tell everyone where they can find you or connect with you. If well, they speaking, can find, for, you know. Yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Carol Schultz, and uh, they can they can certainly find me on my website verticalelevation.com where you can you know you can you can there's a book page talking more about the book that also takes you to to Amazon to purchase the book um, you know you can certainly there's also links on my on my uh, website to book a call with me if you want to you know have a conversation absolutely okay so exploratory she- yeah. Yes. And it's Carol Schultz. So it's S C H U L T Z. I want to make sure that you guys can hear this, mm-hmm. uh, if you're driving and, um, she, uh, is, uh, on the road to, let's just say, uh, kicking butt, taking names and trying to make a difference <laughs> and check out her popular podcast, authentically successful that I ha- is it, is it streaming pretty much live on all the big platforms I would imagine. Yeah, it's it's everywhere and you can you can also access it on, from my website. There's a there's a link right at the top of the homepage. Okay, awesome. Uh, to well, get Carol- to it if you want to listen to it from my site. But yeah, we're on all the streaming services. Awesome. Okay, well you heard it here. And uh, if you're a business that's struggling uh, or you just want to do better, you know, maybe you just want to up your game, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Carol is your girl in the business <laughs> world, so you got to check her out. Uh, and thanks for listening today. We are on cover to cover and uh, with Carol Schultz and we'll be back soon. Thank you so much for joining us and have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you for being a part of our audience today. Please subscribe, like, and share the podcast with your friends and tune in for the next episode of cover to cover for all things in the author world.